0: Welcome back to another episode of the EYC Podcast. It's good to be back with you guys. We took a break for a couple weeks um, due to Holy Week and Easter, um, and we didn't have any pressing questions to answer at the moment, but we're glad to be back um, with a question about the resurrection today. So very timely, given it is uh, Easter week, and we are celebrating Easter in full force now. And today's question is from an anonymous submitter, and um, it actually comes as a follow up to a question we discussed several weeks ago um, why did Jesus have to die? And today we're going to talk about why did Jesus have to rise again? So we talked about why did Jesus have to die. Um, Our youth group actually spent a good deal of time talking about that, but today we're going to pivot to the resurrection, as is fitting in this Easter season, and talk about the the reasons for Jesus rising again. Why does it matter? How does it affect us? So on and so forth. So let's jump right in. And let's begin with St. Paul, who um, insists on the importance of the resurrection in 1 Corinthians. And this is what St. Paul says. If Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain, and your faith has been in vain. In case you didn't know this already, St. Paul's letters are some of the earliest books written in the New Testament, and a lot of his letters are written even before many of the Gospels. And so um, his letter to the Corinthians, where we find this statement about the resurrection of Christ being so vital for our faith, are some of his earliest letters. In um, his you know, earliest four or five letters comes this letter to the Corinthians. And the reason that's significant is that it shows us that some from some of the earliest Christian scriptures we have, the resurrection of Christ was not just considered important, but foundational for our faith. Paul says our faith would be in vain if Jesus did not rise from the dead. There would be no salvation for us if Christ did not rise again. So we start there to kind of demonstrate... The importance of what we're talking about. Um, Obviously, we'll get into why Jesus rose again and how that affects us, but we start with the recognition that his resurrection is so important for the Christian faith that without it, Christianity doesn't exist. And that's not just me saying that, that is not just St. Paul saying that. That is, you know, what the church has been teaching since its beginning. When we uh, get around to recording the Apologetics series that I've mentioned before, we'll spend some time discussing how we know the resurrection happened. So we'll discuss the historical evidence for it, um, and there is plenty of it. But today, we're going to spend some time talking about the theological significance of the resurrection. What does it change about our lives, or how does it affect us today, and how does it make Christianity possible? We're now in the Easter season, and we celebrated the resurrection of our Lord this past Sunday. Um, It was a wonderful time. We were able to sing for the first time in a year, and um, it was so great to see everyone. And in Lent, and especially on Good Friday, we normally stress the importance of the crucifixion of Christ. Um, Our youth group talked a lot about recognizing him as the sacrificial lamb that is offered for our sins, we talked about the importance of seeing Jesus as the sacrifice for our sins and how the crucifixion is the fulfillment of all of the Old Testament animal sacrifices. And we talked about how the crucifixion kind of fixes the two primary issues or deficiencies with the Old Testament sacrifices. Um, and those two you know, issues are an imperfect priest and an imperfect sacrifice. So the crucifixion, that we stress during, you know, Good Friday and during Lent, um, is the recognition of a perfect sacrifice. Meaning that the thing being sacrificed, Jesus, um, is perfect. You know, Jesus is different than maybe the lambs or animals sacrificed in the Old Testament because although they were as good as they could be, they weren't perfect. But Jesus is perfect. And then. The priest doing the sacrifice is also Jesus. Um, Jesus is both the priest and the sacrifice being offered by the priest. And so he is the perfect priest and the perfect sacrifice. And as good and holy as some of the Old Testament priests were, they weren't perfect. So the crucifixion is the fulfillment of these sacrifices because Jesus is the perfect priest offering the sacrifice and is the perfect sacrifice being offered up to the Father. So, we know the crucifixion is important. So, now we pivot to the resurrection. So, why is it so important? Why is especially the bodily resurrection important? We're not talking about some, you know, simply spiritual or immaterial resurrection. We're talking about an actual bodily resurrection. Remember what Thomas said Unless I put my fingers in his wounds, I will not believe. And Jesus kind of reprimands him for that but allows Thomas to put his fingers in his wounds. I mean, Thomas feels the, the scars on Jesus' body. This isn't some, you know, ghost. This is Jesus' physical, material body. And that's important. Why is it important? Well, because it allows the humanity of Jesus to be united with the Father. When Jesus, especially when he ascends back up to heaven to be with the Father, he brings his physical body with him. And that gives us hope today because what, what does it do? Well, it's allowing, it's opening the door for humanity to be brought into unity with God, just like Jesus. You know, Jesus is kind of our fulfillment. He is our hope. And Jesus' humanity being brought up into unity with God, with the Trinity, gives us hope that our humanity, our physical bodies, can now be reunited with or united with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit together for all eternity. It can be summed up like this. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, or his death, frees us from the bondage of sin by defeating the power of death. And his resurrection from the dead opens the new door for life. So it's not just enough to be saved from sin with nowhere else to go. We're not just saved from sin, but we're saved to everlasting life. We're brought out of the power of sin and reinstated or reunited with God. We're made victorious over sin and then given the opportunity to participate in new life through Christ. So our justification, our salvation, our faith is made up of both of those aspects. You don't get salvation with just the crucifixion or the resurrection. You need both. And there's another aspect to this. Um, That kind of brings in some of the historical elements. The idea or concept of resurrection was not just invented with Jesus. If you remember in some of the scriptures, people reference this idea of a general resurrection at the end of the world. That was a concept that a lot of the Jews at the time um, understood. I mean, they believed in a type of resurrection. And if you remember the story of Lazarus, Jesus tells his sister Martha after Lazarus dies, your brother will rise again. And this is before Jesus rise, raises him back to life, then and there. And Martha doesn't reply in kind of a way of shock or an awe as if she had no idea resurrection was possible. What she actually does is say, yes, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So Martha and many other of you know, the Jewish people around her believed in a, in a type of resurrection that would take place at the end of the world, but their concept of resurrection didn't match what Jesus did. That's why so many of them were still so surprised when they witnessed the resurrection. Jesus' resurrection is not just important because it's somebody coming back to life. It's, it's more than that. Um, The key point is this. Jesus' resurrection was drastically different than any other type of resurrection. Because it wasn't just a postponement of death, but it was a defeat of death. When Jesus raises Lazarus back to life, he brings him back to the same life as before. Lazarus will eventually die again. You know, he was not brought back to life to live forever um, in a perfect body. No, it's kind of just this postponement of the eventual death. But the resurrection of Jesus, he wasn't brought back to the same life as before. He wasn't just postponing the future death that he will experience. He was brought back to new and eternal life. Jesus doesn't die again. I mean, he ascends into heaven. And the ascension is kind of tied to the resurrection in that way. So when Martha recognizes some you know, vague concept of a general resurrection, you know, that might happen at the end of the world. Jesus responds to her in an interesting way. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus's answer to Martha is an invitation To participate in his resurrection that will happen in the future. The resurrection of Jesus is the source of every other resurrection that occurs. Each time we gather together and we say the words of the creed, we declare that we believe in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And by saying this, what we're really doing is uniting ourselves to the resurrection of Jesus. Because his resurrection is where our resurrection is found. Without the resurrection of Jesus, we will not be raised again after death. The doors are not open for us to be united with the Trinity. The doors are not open for eternal life with us. But because the resurrection does happen, those doors are opened. It allows for our own resurrection. It brings us into contact with God because the humanity of Jesus, his real physical body, has been resurrected and united with the Father once again. So I want to close with some words from the Exultet, which we sing at the Easter Vigil every year. How blessed is this night, when earth and heaven are joined and man is reconciled to God. The resurrection is our reconciliation to God. After we have been rescued from sin and death by the crucifixion, The doors to new life are opened to us by the resurrection. And so we join with St. Paul in rejoicing in the resurrection and recognizing that if Christ had not been raised, then our proclamation would be in vain and our faith would be in vain. But Christ has been risen. He has been risen indeed. And so we have been given the opportunity to respond to the question that Jesus poses Martha and that Jesus poses all of us. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do we believe that? The doors have been opened for us. The invitation has been given to us. And we are able to now respond. We're able to step through the doors into eternal life because of the resurrection. The resurrection completes our salvation, it completes our hope, and it truly fulfills our life.